Get autographed copies of New York Times bestselling author Cynthia Bryan's books at www.starstyleradio.com. Get inspired and motivated to be your best self with Be The Star You Are, 99 Gifts, and Be The Star You Are for Teens. Buy cases at a deep discount to give away as gifts and premiums. Visit www.starstyleradio.com or call 925-377-STAR. 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 for your life? Do you know where you want to go? Are you looking to be happier, healthier, and wealthier while having more fun every day? Meet our empowerment architect and goddess gardener, Cynthia Bryan, as she engages in energetic exchanges with success birds, bringing you research, innovations, strategies, and techniques to strengthen your life, business, and personal spaces. Be inspired, motivated, encouraged, and empowered. Lend us your ears right here on Star Style. Be the star you are. The party starts now. Well, hello, Power Partners. Welcome to Star Style. Be the star you are. I am Cynthia Bryan. I am your host for today. And we're not having a party. We're having a prayer circle because our good part of California is on fire. We send out all our love, prayers, blessings, and happy thoughts to the first responders and the firefighters who are working so hard in Napa, Sonoma, uh, Mendocino, Lake Counties, literally Northern California and Southern California, Anaheim Hill, San Diego area. Where they are, there are major, major fa- fires, and my family is personally affected. Uh, people have lost their homes, their ranches, their vineyards, their wineries, and um, it's a tough time out there. So please join me in this prayer circle throughout this hour. We will bring you other information as well because we, we do want to inspire you. Coming up in segment two, Heather Brittany will be joining me. And we're actually going to do a tribute to Tom Petty, Learning to Fly by Ain't Got Wings. I wish I had some wings right now. Even there's not enough air support for these fires because the smoke is just too heavy but uh, this legendary rock and roller hall of famer tom petty will be honored in segment two and what i'm going to talk about right now is uh, your investment risk because we've been having nothing but disasters it seems and we're trying to be prepared you know it seems that mother nature has definitely unleashed her fury between the multiple hurricanes the high winds the floods the earthquakes and the um, now these fires. So we really do have to uh, start thinking about all of our investments. Of course, our life is the most important thing. So for those people who are in evacuation areas and thinking of staying, please do remember your life is the most important thing and do get out because as I have been told by uh, first responders is, that when you try to stay, unless you really do have the the uh, facility to protect your spaces, you actually are hindering rescue es- uh, efforts because then it takes time for people to help save your life. So do get out of these areas when you are asked to evacuate. 
I wish we did all have those wings, right? It would be great. The miracle moment for today is um, brought to you by Be The Star You Are. We were doing just hurricane relief, but we will be doing fire relief as well, probably within the next three weeks. You can go to bethestarur.org to find out more information and to help with Operation Disaster Relief. This Miracle Moment is by J.K. Rowling. We do not need magic to transform the world. We carry all the power we need inside ourselves already. So let's remember that. We have the power. We have the power. So let's be like the big bad wolf and blow the fire out. So what I wanted to talk to you before Heather comes on with our tribute to Tom Petty is how to keep your online account safe. Understanding the many forms of cybercrime can allow you to better defend yourself. There's obviously the two-factor authentication for all your online financial accounts. You want to maintain updated industry standard operating systems and software. This goes without saying. You know that you do not want to You know that you do not want to use public Wi-Fi for finances or other sensitive items. And you've likely spent a good deal of time thinking about some investment risk. Again, thinking about these fires that are happening and all this other devastation. If you um, are in an area that is going to have to be evacuated, start collecting things now and make sure you have your computers and your flash drives and all your important papers and your backups because once you're evacuated, you are not allowed back into the areas until everything is contained and deemed safe. So for online things, um, you really do have to think about your personal security issues, such as safety of your online financial transactions and information stored on your computer. And while most people recognize that online fraud fraud or cybercrime is a potential threat, few people know how or why they may be at risk. So uh, cybercrime can take many forms and understanding who the enemies are and how they commit crimes may allow you to better defend yourself. So um, I'm going to just go through a few of these things that are out there because there's obviously specific victim targeting as well. First of all, economic Cyber criminals pose the greatest online um, online risk to your family's personal, financial data and assets. Many of these thieves are very highly skilled and they're very sophisticated. And they could be individuals or they could be coordinated groups and they use technology to steal. For most of us, cyber crime can best be described as an extension of traditional criminal activity that focuses on personal and financial data and monetary theft. But knowing how they operate, let's talk about that. Some of them do indiscriminate targeting. In in those cases, cybercrime criminals will just cast a very wide net with phishing scams. And, of course, they just hope that the sheer quantity of potential victims will yield sufficient economic benefit. So what they'll do is they'll send out emails or sometimes there will be when you click on a, a link somewhere, um, the, the malware will be in, put into your computer and they'll be able to grab all your passwords or know your keystrokes or all of that. Now, there's more specific victim targeting going on with um, it's a, a concerning trend because uh, perhaps 
specific high net worth individuals are being targeted. And in these cases, criminals will spend a lot of time and effort identifying a worthwhile target. And then they'll develop a a victim profile based on public and private information, property records, credit information. They might get it through hacking or posted details on social networks. This is why we got to be so careful of what we post on our social networks. The goal is to steal assets from your financial accounts. Now, although the actual criminal act can take several forms, there are some steps that are often similar. So here are uh, some common scenarios to watch out for. Number one, you might get an email with a link or attachment that appears to come from a known party. And the targeted victim clicks on the link or the attachment and it includes that malicious software or malware that I told you about. So be careful of that. For example, I tell all colleagues and clients and friends and anybody that I send anything to that my subject line will always say from Cynthia Bryan and it will say what it's about and then it'll actually have something we've already discussed in it. It won't just say, oh, this is cool. I think you should check it out. Don't, don't click on those things because it might mean that a friend's um, address book has been attacked and they're just sending these randomly out. If you click on it thinking it's from a friend, you have now been infected. Uh, another way is the thief uses installed malware to steal the, the login credentials to a, a victim's financial account and that allows the thief to log in as the victim. And then a third step is with access to accounts, the thief changes the victim's profile at the financial institution, impersonates the victim, moves money to a criminal account at a different institution. Now, that's the bad news. The good news is that with some simple steps, you can improve your defenses and reduce your vulnerability to this type of crime. So you want to use two-factor authentication um, with your online accounts to keep them safe and and have really strong passwords. Treat your computing devices just like you would your front door. You're going to restrict access and you're going to use tough security measures because passwords are the keys to your online financial information. And if cyber criminals find them, they'll unlock the door to your bank accounts and your investment accounts and personal information. So just be careful with that. It's like one inadvertent click on what appears to be a legitimate link or an opening of attachment designed to look legitimate that could actually load all that software onto your computer and it'll take your keys away. Um, I did talk to like Fidelity and Schwab and asked about uh, how safe investments are and they now they have voice recognition which is a really good way and also they have um, assured me that on these kinds of accounts if you are hacked or a cyber criminal comes in to try to steal your accounts after you have taken every precaution that they take that responsibility now adding additional layer of security with that two-factor um, like when I was saying about Fidelity and other financial firms, they are offering um, a unique security code randomly generated, sent to your phone or other mobile device, in addition to your standard login. And um, you might even consider doing this for other th- sites like Google or Apple or Facebook or whatever. Now, you probably heard it before, but it bears repeating. Don't use your name, your birth date, your social security number, or any other identifiable 
you know, identifying letter or number as your password. Use different passwords for every application. Change them often. It's really, really hard to do this, I know, because we all have so many passwords. And an important factor is a long password. 12 to 14 characters is best unless where you're having it says that you have to use less. You also want to make your passwords unique with a combination of letters and numbers and characters and stay away from dictionary words or common combinations. Uh, Stay away from things that replace letters with zero. It's just really obvious. A string of uncorrelated words with numbers and and special characters is probably best, but of course you do have to remember them. You can install a password manager. There are... um, well, you know, password managers everywhere now that generate and store all your passwords in a secure environment. Some of them will autofill. I don't know if you like to do that. I personally don't. But um, you you do want to, um, you know, check all these things out. And then, of course, update your systems. It's a lot easier than it used to be because most operating systems today let you update preferences to automatically install patches as soon as they're available. I am a Mac person, and I know that I'm constantly getting updates for my phone as well as my my computer, which I update immediately. And then, of course, I have to figure out these updates, so it is a little bit complicated sometimes. And you do want to... Um, you do want to remember to connect your mobile device to your computer at least once a week so that the updates can be downloaded and installed properly. Remember, you can never have too much backup. It is backing up your data is absolutely good system hygiene. It prevents your information from being lost forever and it really uh, immunizes you from ransomware attacks. That's one of the big ones now. This is a really it's become a very common scheme where a criminal will lock you out of your computer and you'll get like a skeleton that comes up and it'll demand a very high ransom. I mean It could be anywhere from hundreds to thousands of dollars to unlock your data. So if you've already backed up your system to another device, all you have to do is, you know, shut down your computer. I mean, clear it out, um, wipe it clean, and then re-upload. So that might be the safest thing for you to do. So that is a, a couple of ways. And then, of course, remember to use caution when linking to your financial accounts and any e-commerce through email at all because cyber criminals are getting really smart about their phishing and the best offense is just a good defense. And you know, if you're using Wi-Fi, make sure you're in a secure location. Don't do anything from, from airports and cafes and all of those things. Public Wi-Fi is not safe. So I hope that these are a few tips just to help you stay safe because in conclusion, nobody wants to spend time thinking about all the bad things that can happen. And it's important to understand that potential threats to our assets are out there. So if we take measures to eliminate them, we will protect our financial accounts from cyber uh, threats while practicing good system hygiene and just learning how to be online safe. So when we come back from break, Heather Brittany will be with us. We are going to have a tribute to the legendary Tom Petty, who unfortunately died at age 66 uh, recently. 
You're listening to Cynthia Bryan. This is Star Style. Be the star you are. And we are coming to you live on the Voice America Network. Don't go away. Heather Brittany coming right up. Be the star you are. The star you are. Be the star you are. You are the star. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. Are you seeking a dynamo speaker for your meeting, conference, or organization? Internationally recognized keynote speaker and New York Times bestselling author and lifestyle coach, Cynthia Bryan, will bring her energetic expertise, passionate professionalism, and ebullient personality to your event. Hailed as an expert in lifestyle, women's issues, self-help, personal balance, leadership, media, gardening, and interior design topics, Cynthia Bryan is a popular empowerment keynote speaker around the world. Lecturing to audiences of 100 to 5,000. For rates and bookings, call 925-377-STAR. 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 And visit www.cynthiabryan.com. When you want the best, book Cynthia Bryan. www.cynthiabryan.com. This business of show business is calling out to me. Get started acting or modeling with a consultation from media coach extraordinaire Cynthia Bryan, who has guided entertainment careers for over two decades. Call 925-377-STAR or visit www.cynthiabryan.com. Pick up a copy of her award-winning book, The Business of Show Business, and start living your dreams today. Call 925-377-STAR. 925-377-STAR. Be the star you are. The star you are. The annual cost of illiteracy to American taxpayers is over $225 billion. Help increase literacy, reduce violence, and improve positive media messages by making a tax-deductible contribution to Be The Star You Are charity. A top-rated nonprofit, Be The Star You Are promotes positive role models, produces positive radio broadcasts, and donates positive books to empower women, families, and youth. Be a power partner and join our galaxy of stars. Visit our website at bethestarur.org to make a tax-deductible donation using PayPal or send checks to P.O. Box 376, 376, Moraga, California, 94556. Bethestarur.org. Dare to care. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. It's power time on Star Style. Be the star you are with your passion, purpose, and possibility producer, Cynthia Bryan. Now, back to the power party. This business of show business is calling out to me. Well, thank you so much for staying right here on Star Style. Be the star you are. Learning to fly, but I ain't got wings. Well, now he does. Tom Petty. We are so happy to have Heather Brittany with us. She was a big fan of Tom Petty and saw him in, in person. And we want to honor this legendary rock and roller who has um, flying. He's flying in heaven now. Hello, Heather. Thank you for being Hello. with us. 
I'm glad that you are here to talk about Tom Petty, who it was just really a, another another calamity amongst uh, so many calamities that are happening in our world right now to have him die recently. So I know that you want to um, just and you know and and with that yeah and I'm gonna you know with today because I feel and I want to definitely give all you know respect and things um, tie in with Tom Petty but yes with everything that's going in on um, today in our world in our country in our state uh, we've been talking about this a lot that this October basically the last three weeks it just feels like. Uh, it's sort of been like the plug's been pulled out or something. It's just been this nonstop flow of stuff that just keeps happening. And every day I feel, you know, something else here. You think, wow, last week was so bad. All these things happen. Nothing, what could top it this week? And then something else happens. And, right. Um, you know, I, again, there, I, some, there just hasn't been that time. I think why it probably feels like so much, there just hasn't been that time. Um, for everyone to kind of breathe, to kind of take that reset, to even reflect. It's sort of just on to the next chaos. And the kind of crazy tie-in with all this is I kind of think, you know, that must be what it's like with touring life and things of just that knowing that every day is a new climate, is a new experience. And um, on the same day, well, technically, I guess, it happened on Sunday, but on um, October 2nd was officially the pronounced day where uh, Tom Petty had passed away of a cardiac arrest at his home in Malibu. Um, coincided, unfortunately, with the same day that we were waking up and finding this horrific news uh, of what had been happening in Las Vegas. And That was so um, horrific. You know, of course, it just absolutely horrid things and you think of it too you know that the people were there for what the truth you know one of the big things that Tom Petty though he was not at that concert uh, one thing of what he represents what all music and what going to a concert represents is you know that fun that freedom that experience you are taking this you know hour or two away from your real life to experience the music the things that you know the songs that are your songs the things that you have moments to um, in real life and in being sharing that emotion with other people. And um, so when you were waking up to hearing just sad news all the way around, that, you know, I felt just so sad as a human of, you know, and just all these new emotions about what happened in Vegas. And then feeling a different kind of sorrow and sad of that I never personally knew Tom Petty, anything like that. But for me, um, his music really was a big part of my life. And um, I, I kind of, I, the crazy thing I feel is sort of going through all these tragedies now, I feel like I find, I've been listening to a lot of him in the last week, and I feel like just so many of his songs are just so fitting for right now. And that kind of, you know, just we got to dust ourselves off and keep going. And, and uh, I'm finding a lot of solace in it. And so for me, you know, Tom Petty, I can't remember the first time I actually listened to him, but the moment I, the first real memory of it was 1999, um, or I guess technically 1998, uh, being a freshman in high school, and uh, that was still when cars uh, had just the CDs and, a tape, and had tape players, and having a CD was like, whoa, big time. And uh, driving to Tahoe, and my dad was driving us, and it was clearly it was his CD, but anyways, we fell in love with it, and we, poor guy, made him listen to it nonstop, and we would just sing at the top of our lungs, and so forever, that always just kind of became this joke and this thing, and I always, I don't know, I just always instantly, I just love this kind of old, funky country kind of rock and roll, and, uh, 
and my even my senior quote was learning to fly, but I ain't got wings, I, which is ironic because now I have these big wings on my back. Um, but for me, I just always found there's just that, I don't know, this kind of sense of freedom and um, good spirits about it. And I'm finding, especially with right now, with everything that's been, been going on, um, I know I feel like his music just really, really resonates right now. And uh, he was just actually honored this year for 2017. Um, Awards-wise, I was trying to see, like, what? This amazing man. He's actually only won um, one award, uh, excuse me, one, uh, one Grammy. But he was just uh, given the award that it's, oh, God, what is what is this thing called? Oh, the Music Cares Person of the oh, of the Year. And I know that sounds odd, but the Music Care Person Cares Award, um, it's a award presented annually by the Recording Academy, and that's the exact same organization um, that distributes uh, Grammy Awards. And um, this award is given to someone within the music industry for their achievements within the music industry with their dedication um, to philanthropy for um, things and advances they've done uh, to help other musicians. And one thing that's you know, so amazing um, that people probably don't think that uh, Tom Petty was really revolutionized for mu- uh, musician rights. And if, if people know, if you know, being in the entertainment industry, um, that there's things, of course, it seems there is, of course, the glamour and the fame that comes with you know, being having your movie out there, especially for uh, music, having your record out there that seems like, wow, you're living the life. Um, but there is a lot of upfront costs that people aren't aware of. That um, when you are signed, when you're giving, when you're signed, they give you a, a initial money. When you say you know you have a record, they kind of front you this money so that you you know you can go on tour, you can do all these things. But it isn't that they're just giving it to you. It's in the sense that you're going to make this record, you're going to go to tour. We are going to take a large percentage of that. We are going to get all of our money back. And a yeah, lot it's called. Of- you have to earn it. You have to earn it out. And it's the same in books, which is terrible. You might, you know, I mean, you can sign a contract where they give you an advance, but usually this is the way it is: is that you'll get some money to work it, but then you you they take everything out of what you earn, so you end up not earning anything. Well, yeah, 100%, and you'll see, you know, there's a lot of times, you know, musicians, you hear that they file for bankruptcy or that, you know, they're they're not living this rock star life, you would think, because they don't have, and why a lot of times they go on the road all the time is that's where they can make their money, and with merch, because, uh, as you just said, with, with uh, residuals or royalties, um, a lot of times people, you're very eager to get that contract, so you sign away a lot of rights. Or by them giving you the money so that you can put out this record, they're expecting it back. And, you know, it might be millions that you could go. And um, that was something initially that had happened to Tom Petty in the beginning, you know, when, we, when they were first signed. Um, you know, they're just that kind of young, hungry kid that signed away a lot of stuff because it's exciting. We're going to be making a record. We're getting money, you know. Five, someone handing you five Yes, and unfortunately, like I think these, the industry or all industries take advantage of the naive, you know, being naive and wanting to make a record or wanting to be in a film. And it happens to just about everybody, you know, that's something like that. That like uh, something like that happens. I, something that I thought that was so interesting about um, Tom Petty is uh, people probably know he was born and raised in Gainesville, Florida, and he really uh, coped with extreme poverty when he was young, and he had a very abusive alcoholic father who mm-hmm. used to beat him just terribly. 
And uh, he, there was a memoir that was done about him. Are you familiar with the memoir? It was in 2015 called Petty, the Biography. And uh, but, No, I actually just stumbled and found out something about an autobiography of writing. And I just, I always tend to want to read more. That I like hearing something in someone's own words. Yes, yes. But evidently, I think what changed his life was when, uh, when he was 10, he actually met Elvis Presley. Who was oh, making yes, I am aware of this incident, yes. Yeah, uh, he was making the film Follow That Dream someplace nearby. And then when he saw the Beatles on the Ed Sullivan show in 1964, he decided, okay, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to make music. It, and it literally changed his uh, life. And that's when, you know, at 17, he dropped out of high school and formed that band, The Mud Crutch. And then um, some of those ex-members, that's when they they formed Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers. Yeah, so I mean, it's, it's a, a, you know, really, everything it, when you think of having a childhood dream. So, yeah, he's from Gainesville, Florida, which is not, not the greatest place. One place you don't really need to be there a long time. But, yeah, he had an uncle that um, was in the entertainment business in um, sort of... Uh, not the background, in the production work of, you know, working on the mm-hmm. set. And so he invited his, him down, and he said that, you know, basically his experience with Elvis, that, you know, there was hundreds of people that was nothing more than, you know, we got to kind of, you know, give him the, hey, what's up, look, you know, as he walked to his right. trailer. But he said that that changed his life because he had never, he had never seen someone of that magnitude, never someone that just had such a presence. And that he thought it was so cool, you know, this guy plays music. So then, you know, instantly he was drawn to that and thought, wow, you know, I want to, I want to play music. I want to. I, I want to you know, rock out. I want to have that. And then when he saw on the Ed Sullivan show the Beatles, he realized in that sense that that's how you do it. You have it with a band. You have it. You don't just have to be the one person. You can have that team. And I think um, that's what kind of led him. You know, this, these people from school uh, that they started that mud crunch that band that they said that, you know this name. They kind of wanted you know to be really offensive, but you know, that name really wouldn't fly. And after they had uh, a couple failed, um, or they had got picked up at a, you know a couple failed deals, people said you know the the music the, the kind of what leads into what happened with uh, this big financial and litigation thing that he had with uh, the record companies down the road um, was after they kind of said you know look you really have a lot of talent we don't know about Smud Crunch. The band is members, but he really felt a lot that he wanted to be in a band. And so, as you mentioned, some of these previous members, that's where they got together, started the Heartbreakers. The, the names were kind of, that came with something later in uh, Los Angeles. Um, but in signing with this early record thing that originally ABC Records um, got sold by, uh, to, or excuse me, got sold to MCA Records. And uh, he was very staunch about artistic freedom and artistic control, which a lot of times you sign that stuff over when just to get that record deal. And um, something that paved the way that people don't think about it is when they looked at it, saying that, you know, we've never, you'll hear sometimes people get buried almost, that um, they get picked up by a record company almost sometimes because they have another artist they really want to promote, so they want to get that person and then just kind of shelf them. And because they've signed all these things, they can't put, you know, they can't, do another record with someone else for 20 years. You know, you hear all these things that just sound crazy or it costs millions and millions upon millions of dollars for them to get out of these contracts. Um, but it, it's fascinating thing. He kind of found that, that neat loophole that sort of led the way um, for other artists is um, realizing that, that uh, this company, that they were going to owe them all this money, he said, well, what if, you, someone, you know, what if you file for bankruptcy? Because when you file for bankruptcy, 
uh, what they kind of do is they kind of take everyone you're, you are owed to um, and they kind of reorganize things and so that you aren't, you're held accountable in some certain sense. So he did that and by them, by him being able to do that, was able for him to get out of his record deal um, and go starting with another record company and then be more explicit about rights and things and, and to this, well, of course to this day, but he never, um, his, none of his music was ever uh, used for any kind of jingles or anything like that, and uh, I was reading something that he said in retrospect, you know, financially that could have been a better thing, and he said that he doesn't think that other people really care, but to him it, it mattered that his music was truly his music and that he didn't set out, you know, to write certain songs um, for them to be the, the jingle for an orange juice product, um, and same thing when, when they went touring, and um, I don't know, I just found... Well, Heather, you know what I'm wondering? I mean, he really was beloved. People seem to really, really like him. Like and a cool guy, um, yeah. And Yes, I mean, he really was, he had, a, he had a lot of fans all over the world, and other musicians really honored him. But, you know, his personal life was kind of a mess. It was really in, uh, really in turmoil, and he battled, uh, I think, heroin and... Uh, he, I think it was a heroin addict, addict, uh, and drug abuse, and all kinds of things. But what do you think it was about him that endeared him so much to the world? Was it the fact that he crossed over his the his songwriting and his music crossed over into rock and folk and country? Uh, it was kind of. You know, what do you think that, you know, well, you there has to be for anyone united. else, but I would say my personal things of it is he seems like just that relatable guy. As you said, that he's from the South, he's got that slow, or he had that kind of talk slow and low and just kind of, you know, it just seemed very hippie too, like, just seemed like a very down-to-earth kind of person. I feel like his songs resonate with so many people. It sounds, it, you know, when we speak about songwriters or, or poets, um, one person he even had a side band with was Bob Dylan, and he's wrote many songs with Bob Dylan. And one thing that you know, now, after recently seeing Bob Dylan, I wouldn't know what the heck he's saying. But uh, at times, you know, there's people that people relate with, with people just storytellers that they're sharing that music. I mean, in ways, music is just a story being told. Um, with a beat, you know, it's poetry with a beat, um, and poetry is life, and life is music, and so goes the circle around, and um, I just think, you know, I love his music, and I just feel like he just seemed like a cool dude, he just seemed like someone relatable, and um, and I think, you know, no one, anytime we point or judge or crash judge, like everyone's life is mangled with messes, um, and I could only imagine what being um, in the limelight, how that even intensifies, because then everyone gets to put in um, their two cents about your life, uh, and, and now in today's things, they can do it behind a keyboard. Um, I just think, you know, his music, it, it was timeless, and he's done it with so many, I mean, with George Harrison, um, he collaborated with... Uh, right, um, Roy Orbison, he collaborated with Roy, Roy Orbison as well. Exactly. I mean, what an all-star man. There's so many, so many, and, you know, interesting things, too, you know, talking about music rights and, um, you know, a big thing about songs getting stolen, and uh, recently in the last year, two years ago, what was it, the Pharrell that, um, oh, God, I can't even think of that, what the the song is, um, but that, that really kitschy, up-top song um, with Robin, Robin Thicke and uh, Pharrell. I'm blanking out on the song, but anyways, they, it actually... Was it Happy? No, um, not Happy. 
No, no, the do, 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 I, it doesn't matter. Um, but they, they were actually sued and had to pay a large sum to. Um, Gosh, and I'm just like, I don't know. To a Stevie Wonder, to the Stevie Wonder estate, because it starts out, the, the music, if you listen side by side, is basically the exact same beat, and they didn't give initial credit to it. And um, something interesting is um, that Sam Smith, the Stay With Me song, um, is actually uh, done very much as another Tom Petty song. So, Tom, if you look at Tom Petty, is actually given um, a writing. Writing credit towards that song, um, because and some you know amount of royalties for it, um, because they use that same beat, that same tempo, and and, oh, I didn't uh, and realize Tosh, that he's always very gracious about that stuff. That that music is music, and it's it's shared and it's used about. Um, so I don't know. Well, and you I, know what's interesting? I think, I think about any kind of writing because I find this myself too. I mean, if you if you listen to a lot of music, which obviously musicians listen to a lot of music, and you write a lot of music, you can't help but start writing something that you think might be your own, but in reality, you might have heard it at some point. Yeah. Do you know you might have heard that oh, beat when, or when that lyric? Because I find that too, is that is because I read a lot, then I'll write something, and I think that it's my own original thought. I mean, I truly think it's my own original thought. I, and obviously, I put it in my own words, whatever that thought was, but um I don't think that there's anything that's really original anymore. I think that everything has probably been thought of and that we at some point in our lives come across something and then it just sparks something else in us. So it is so wonderful when you can, uh, you know, when you can see that something that you have written or, or musically designed actually has origins in somebody else's and then give credit where credit is due because... It's, you know, it's always a collaboration somehow. 100%. And, you know, and that's kind of something, you know, interesting you said, that whole kind of artistic, artistic freedom and that artistic being. And I just have to, like, you know, I, I just think, like, for being a writer, being, there's times you, know, you feel like you're singing a little song or you're writing something, original thoughts, that it's always coming, you know, there's always some kind of inspiration or something you might even, just in our day-to-day, we see something, we glimpse something, we have dreams. I mean, just think of with dreams, what does that mean? Of we have, you know, you're, those things are, you're somewhere that you're not really there and that's your friend, but it's not really, you know, or what are those, all that stuff going to mean with it? Um Again, we're just realizing that or kind of resonates back is with everything that's been going on um, with this last month. Of, I mean, and right now today we're experiencing all this stuff with these horrific fires in Northern California and Southern California. And um, please keep all firefighters and, and people in these areas in your hearts and your minds and um, see what you can do in your local areas. Um, Yes, let's talk about that for a minute. I mean, including the Las Vegas shootings, because I really, you know, I mean, at the top of the hour, I put out a thought that this was going to be a prayer circle. Instead of this being a power, uh, a power hour, it's a prayer hour, where I really feel that so much has happened. And as you so rightfully said, is that it's been, we've been bombarded, and it's been one thing after another. And it seems to have started, you know, um, in late summer with these horrific hurricanes that were unleashed in 
Texas, and that was with Hurricane Harvey. And then the next one was Hurricane Irma without even time to take a breath, you know, just and that was in September. And then came Maria, and then came the earthquakes that were in Mexico, which, I mean, those were so many people died. And then to have this terrible, terrible um, shooting in Las Vegas that is just, you know, it's just not even fathomable that how somebody could do this, would want to do this, you know, why does something like this happen? It's, it is, it's unbelievable. And then now, fires. And it's fires not just, you know, in one part of the state, but literally all over California. And yes. you can't help but stop and wonder what is what is going on and what have we as humans done to contribute to it. Um, taking away, we did nothing to contribute to the Las Vegas uh, shootings. That is a total random act of evil. And two, I mean, you can't you can't say that anyone contributed to the hurricanes. That is natural disasters. I think. Well, no, 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 no. When I say that, when I say that we contributed, I mean, what I'm there, talking there about, can, as far as mother, are are we? Do you think that we as humans are putting our heads in the sand as far as global warming or climate change or any of this? Well, I mean, it's, again, you can't say we as humans because it's as because. <laughs> It has to be an in, on an individual, and it just is where it is, is it starts with you. It starts with, I mean, people say, I don't want to vote, or I don't want to do these things. It starts with you. It starts with you picking up your litter, you making these things, you doing this, you being conscious and not just saying everyone else. Um, because we think of it as I am someone, I believe global warming is going on. I try to be as environmentally friendly as I can. I try, you know, when I'm on my walk to pick it, I try to do, you know, I, I also know I'm not, I'm imperfect as that, that I still, I use electricity. My car is unfortunately not an electric car. My car is burning gas. So there's things I know I'm helping with ways, and there's also things I know I am making a carbon footprint. But it's being aware and it's wanting to help and fix and, and further the sport. And we look at just within, you know, our, our government country right now, and I'm not trying to get into politics, but to have our president remove us from um, treaties and things that we have set up for environmental reasons and then sort of now to um, turn its back on the fact that, yes, there's things going on in our earth um, that we need to help, that we need to be more aware about all these emissions, about our carbon footprint. So I would say that... Uh, humans, yes and no. I think, um, you know, there's things that even with ourselves that we feel we're making a difference, and yet, you know, we, we still continue to buy products that are made with uh, and, and things that are not naturally. There's, I think, more than ever, there's a time for us to open our eyes and be so aware and, and think of, you know, the way we are feeling as a society emotionally and, and physical and that, you know, you, every other commercial is something about or talking about allergies and, you know, this food out, how people can't eat this and that and blah, 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 and how taking things out. And people say, well, you know, when we were kids, we ate all those things. But also food has changed now, that now we have more processed things than ever. We are not, you look on the back and you lots of you're not even eating food. It's, it's all byproducts of something else. Um, right. So it's more than ever, we, we are, yes, we are at this time of convenience and stuff, but we've, uh, yes, so many things have changed. And, and 
that just goes for everything of, of the world is so is always going to be different. We are always going to be moving forward, hopefully in positive light, but um, there are all these negative things. And as I said before, unfortunately, the news doesn't report on, you know, thousands of gallons of ice cream and kittens. You know, it's usually um, not good news. Um, and we've just been streamed it so long. So I think these are these things that... Um, Yes, I, you know, our world, there are things, again, we, so many things, unfortunately, we can't uh, avoid. If, if, uh, if an earthquake is going to happen, I mean, that's tectonic plates, you know, we, we don't have right. say over that. Um, with fires, you know, unfortunately, you know, it's always been spoken about, we try and do our best with hurricanes. There's things that just happen, but our earth, our world, there are so many things that are just changing, and, um, this, you know, it's, it's such just a, a crazy time, I feel, in life. And I feel just this month has just felt so much on our society um, because we haven't had that time to heal, that time to, you know, even it's sort of just one catastrophe after another. It's sort of like, you know, the house burns down and before you have time to even rebuild, now, you know, everything, now there's a flood. And now there's... Yes. It's just been so right. much. And, um, right, there hasn't... The you know, time, I think you said it correctly... There hasn't been time to heal, and that's one of the things that music does for people, is I think that music is a very healing um, self, and then uh, when you get hit with another sadness where your music legends are also dying or something's happening to them, it's like having, you know, having another double whammy because you you are mourning the loss of someone as you said who is a poet and a writer and someone who has stood up for for what a, a, a large people you know a large portion of the majority might believe in and yeah. you can't help but wonder though is like what is happening why are we having so many things that are just one thing after another right now I just um I don't know. I yeah, like you said. Feel, I, can't I know. Even it just feels. It just feels like there's. I know. You like. You just want to pet the earth and be like it's okay. It's just. Yeah, it's okay. You know, I like, want to hug you. You know. It just. Yeah. It just feels. You know that woo woo. That thing I always feel. You know. Sometimes the. You know. Is Mercury and retrograde? Is it a full moon or or just you know how people? Sometimes you feel like God. Just the, the craziest. Or there's. You just have these interactions or these experiences. Um, and, and just as you mentioned too, that music is healing and there is that crazy or that, um, I think why people feel that such a, such a sense of loss when, um, when a celebrity, when a musician that they love, because for each person, you know, that music is so personal in a way. That's why there's things that, oh, that was, that's my song. And like, you know, those, those things, oh, this song, it's that very nostalgic thing. Everyone has a different experience, and it brings people together. And it, and I think there's that thing of, you know, you might have that one album or that one thing that you know you go home and you listen to when you're sad or when you're upbeat, and, and then to think, you know, when you you won't be able to get any future things from that person, or that now that that things, I think especially since it's just been kind of that turmoil. A lot of times people turn to music when they're experiencing turmoil, and so. Um, for, for, you know, to have a, a musician taken from, or, you know, with this concert thing to have, I know I had friends personally that were there, um, at Vegas and I know for them that them going was taking a break kind of thing was gearing up, getting excited is like, oh, this weekend, you know, that, that's what it is. Um, so I think the biggest thing of, of all of this is, um, 
you know, again, we have to, there's no need for us to dismiss and move along. I think with all of these things, we need to um, sort of recognize it, go through those stages of healing, you know, be, be upset, be, be angry, and then feel sorrow, and, and then, you know, you, how you feel regret. We have to go through this whole cycle with everything that's going on in order for us to really move on from it, in order for us to get that strength, to move forward, to take it with us and learn something from it. Otherwise, we're kind of stuck in this, you know, nonstop. I, I know the day after when everything started happening on the news, we were, my husband was home, and every channel, it was just nonstop, and we couldn't stop turning away from it because it just, and, and as much as And it you felt, feel it so, so sad, and you don't want to... Watch it, but at the same time, you want to support those have been who have been hurt and injured and and suffering, and so you feel like you need to know the facts. Yeah, and and that's something I think what's so um, bizarre this year, especially, is uh, this sense of where can we get our facts anymore? That you know, we have the computer, which seems great, you know, this instant, but with all this stuff of fake news or that news now to be censored or, um, you know, media, you know, has its many parts of it, but now, and, and, and as, our, as our thing as an audience, we're always, you know, supposed to question and not just have one source, but it's, it's unsettling now to think that maybe the things you're being told aren't even true or that they're not, you're not getting that. I think that's something for people that they feel this, I don't know what to believe, I don't know what's going on, what keeps us turned in, and what also kind of separates us. So I, I think in all this time, these are these moments that I feel so much sorrow, I feel so much confusion and loss, and at the same time, I reflect and I think... I have so much. I just by being able to be on the show today, being alive to be on the show, gives me so. Is that's sort of the, that should be all of our number one checks on like in the morning of like, okay, what's going to make a good day? Is like check. I am alive. <laughs> yes, and you know, I'm glad you're saying that because what I was just thinking about how important it is to have gratitude just for where we are today and just yeah. for for life itself you know for life itself that is just I think that's a, a key factor um, we often take it for granted that we're going to walk out the door and that we're going to come back in the door you know at after work but that's not always the case right I mean how many of these wonderful young people went away for uh, an evening of entertainment at this concert and leaving family members at home or whatever, you know, saying, okay, I'll see you. I'll see you in 24 hours or I'll see you tomorrow or I'll see you tonight or whatever it was going to be and didn't have that privilege of coming back home. So we need to be grateful that we are alive every single day. Every day, you know, it's, I've, I've always said you know, it's, it's it's dangerous business walking out of your front door, and that's and that is life, and that and you know, it's crazy. I um I recently something actually tying Tom Petty back in, uh, words of wisdom, and uh, I mean, just kind of goes to anyone. But um, in the mid nineties, his house, he this big beautiful mansion. Uh, one day they woke up, they're eating breakfast. Next thing they know, the house is on fire, and this house. In the end, everyone got out alive, but everything was was just taken was was burnt down. And uh, you know, and he said, you know, it just seemed so crazy. You know, he basically just left with the you know shirt and shoes he had. And later, um, you know, the police they discovered they still have never solved the case, but they discovered it was arson. And 
at first she thought, you know, God, one, it's crazy to think, wow, you know, you go through this fire and you lose everything um, and everything, you know, all of the guitar, all of the memorabilia. They realize, you know, at the end, you, as humans, we start collecting stuff again. That Like, stuff will always come back, you know, and it's the people, it, your kids, your everything. Uh, and he said that there was something then you was, you realize, you know, again, it was, it was a, of course, it's a heartbreaking, upsetting when you see your house burned down and all the things in it that meant, quote unquote, mean so much to you. Um, but in those moments when the house is burning, those aren't the things you're running for. You're making, you're, you're getting your kids, you're getting your, your animals, you're getting out. Um, and you realize, you know, you'll move on with that. With as long as you got, you know, those people. And, and then you think, finding out that it was arson that they showed them, you know, that someone had literally doused all this uh, fluid. And then to think that someone legitimately was trying to kill him. And, and he thought that was something, you know, trying to burn his house with him inside. Is to think that, you know, really to face your death in that way kind of gave that horrible and scary thing, but also that this sense of gratitude. They said that, that you know, every day is for living, and, you know, you got you have to keep moving forward, and, you right. know, we're, we will all be faced with our death at some time, and that is living right. is one day closer yeah, to death. Yeah, I was and, listening to NPR, and I uh, heard a an interview that he had done um, on Fresh Air a few years ago where he talked about that incident, and it just sounded like it was just a horrific, you know, horrific thing. And it would be horrific for, you know, for anybody, of course. So that whole idea of just cherishing the moment, it seems that's the way Tom Petty lived his life, at least in his later years. And, you know, he even said that's if he, he wishes that, he could have had that wisdom at 20. He said, if I'd known that at 20, life would have been so much easier because you know what's worth spending time on and what's not as you get older. And as yeah. he got older, family was the most important for him. So with that, let's just give a um, fond farewell to Tom Petty and, um, and lots and lots of prayers and thoughts to all the people who have been affected by all the various calamities that have transpired over the last few weeks and few months and um, that are still occurring right now with these really horrific uh, Napa fires and for all the people who were affected by the Las Vegas shooting because there's a lot of a lot of healing that's going to need to go on with that so Heather thank you very much do you want to oh, just wind it up with something um, yeah most our... of all it's always so wonderful to be back and again that attitude our, our gratitude is what gives our attitude and you're always such a big person of that but moving forward think of um, please if everyone keep keep our country in your hearts as well of our, all of our California firefighters and everyone that is experiencing um, everything that is just going on and with that, for more information of all the ways um, that you can get more positivity in your life and also help via Be The Star You Are, helping out with other calamities that are going on um, with our uh, donating books, go to be the star you are.org as well as be the star you are.com. 
Well, thank you for that, Heather. Yes, we are. Be the Star You Are is doing Operation Disaster Relief. It was originally for the hurricanes, but we will be doing fire relief as soon as everyone is accounted for and things have settled down a bit. So, yes, please do go to be the star you are.org. And thank you all for listening in today. It wasn't quite a power hour. We hope it was a prayer circle for you. And we hope that next week we'll bring more sunshine and light and happiness and peace into your life. As Heather said, keep our country in your thoughts and move forward with integrity and remember to love each other because peace really is the answer. For more information about my new book that is being released this week, Growing with the Goddess Gardener, you may visit CynthiaBryan.com. There's an online store for pre-orders. Our aim is always to encourage and inspire and inform and to help you be the best person that you can be. Do remember that love always wins, kindness always prevails, and smiles will keep us happy. I'm Cynthia Bryan. And I'm Heather Brittany. And this has been Star Style. And we thank you and encourage you to be the star you are. Blessings and prayers to everyone out there. Thank you for joining us. Be here next Wednesday, 4 to 5 p.m. Pacific. Be the star you are. The star you are. Be the star you are. You are the star. It's been a pleasure bringing you our life-changing program, Star Style, Be the Star You Are. We have you on our radar as it's our goal to inspire, inform, entertain, and motivate you to be the star you were born to be. For more information, visit StarStyleRadio.com. And to make a donation to the charity, go to BeTheStarYouAre.org. Ignite the flame that burns brightly within. Take charge of your life and coach yourself to success with our dynamic host and empowerment architect, Cynthia Bryan. Every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time, right here on the Voice America Empowerment Channel for another serving of champagne for the spirit and a power boost to live with star style. Until we celebrate together next week, be the star you are.